Outlook Podcast. For you at the Outlook Podcast. Just as for you, we're talking to cool people. What is up, you beautiful human beings? Hello, well, folks. <laughs> welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. Oh, let me scoot forward. We are back here for another episode. I finally got moved in here in Colorado, so I moved in with Sam. So, you know, here he is. Yeah, we're in beautiful Durango in our fresh new studio. Got a nice little backdrop going on, and um, we're just experimenting today, so... This is literally like, yeah, we just set everything up and we're just, I'm just like, you know what? We should record a podcast. So yeah, yep. welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm here. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, back again in the new studio, not the Crestview one, yep. but now the Colorado Ave one. So, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're here. We're here. We're doing it. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't been on top of uploads lately. I've been really busy with moving and getting school stuff started. So Hopefully, we'll get back on top of it a little bit more now. Um, I hope you guys are all doing good. We were actually thinking about going to this thing in Albuquerque. They're at Cryptic, they're having like an ethic meetup. And we were thinking about going to that. But unfortunately, I have school stuff that I have to do. But Transfer yeah. orientation got in the way of that. We were really stoked to maybe get a chance to see and ride with Nick, Tommy, and the rest of the ethic boys. So... Opportunity yeah. missed, but there'll be more uh, on the horizon. Yeah, shout out Ethic Boys, like yeah. for real. Like, they know how to do it, and they pay their riders. Their riders are like kings, so it's pretty great what they're doing. Yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, what's been going on, Sam? How Not, I mean, I'm pretty great. I don't really have much to complain about. I was able to take a little quick trip to uh, the Bay Area the other day for about a week, just kind of a la- one last hurrah before school started. Yeah, I saw you did some. Uh, some scootering down it's, there, too. I devoted pretty much an entire day to scootering with my boy Oliver Seckel from the Bay Area. Shout out, Oliver. I thought you hated Bay Kids. I don't like Bay Kids, <laughs> including Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver's a bit of a bit of a noob. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> back when Sam was at uh, CSU, he was always, like, doing lives and talking no, about, I about would, the Bay Kids. The, when the Bay Kids would get on and just kind of clown me, so... That so funny. You know... I guess they kind of, it's warranted, you know, I don't feel quite as bad, but no, I mean, it's all in good fun, so they're talented riders over there, I'm just, uh, I'll, I'll just set their personality yeah. aside. <laughs> but but in good news, uh, Delaney just got on the vault, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is, more and more riders are being um, offered spots on shops, which is really great yeah. to see, um, like retailers are definitely thriving in scootering, and that's more than I thought I'd be saying, especially with COVID going on. I figured many even prominent shops would be shutting down, but it seems like they're doing better than ever. Yeah. So that's really yeah, awesome Yeah, I know. When I was talking to sh- some other shop guys like Wyatt and stuff, um, they were talking about how like, the shops have done so much better because of COVID. Because mm-hmm. before COVID, it was kind of like dying out almost because everyone is like, they call it like the Fortnite era. Because mm-hmm. all the kids were inside, not breaking their parts, yep. playing Fortnite, and not riding their scooters. And then immediately when COVID hit, they're like, wait, we can't go outside? So then everybody wanted to go outside, so they got a scooter. Exactly. And it's crazy that it was such a market dip due, uh, due in probably a large part to Fortnite. As yeah. weirdly 
weirdly cliche as that may sound. Yeah, fuck Fortnite. I am I am not <laughs> I'm not a huge advocate for Fortnite either. <laughs> I didn't know we were cussing on this podcast, but yeah. I guess we can now. So that's Yes, sweet. of course we can. It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um it's like I don't know. I played Warzone a bit. But video Warzone's games way way too hardcore for me. In like video games are fine in in you know in succession i guess we were talking about this um, earlier speaking of video games i want to go back to this we were talking about the new skate game yeah and how i they the in their ad they have a bunch of people like zexy and all those like um the prominent youtube the youtube skate players yeah. that like play skate three all the time mm -hmm. um and Sam's like, they should have pro skaters in the ad, not these YouTubers. And I'm like, no, they should have the YouTubers because they have the audience. I mean, they have the audience and it markets the game well. But from where I'm coming from, I think that the actual skateboarders would have a, a bit of like a, you know, a nuanced approach to how the game is played, the feel of it, like the realism, if they change any of the like the button dynamics or any of that. I would just want to know if coming from someone that's like, experienced in skateboarding if the game measures up to the real thing yeah so. for sure like i understand where you're coming from with that but at the same time like since they've had other skate games because i know in the past they have had real skateboarders talking about yeah. their skate game mm -hmm. but now that they have such a big community behind the game itself it makes sense that they're having the youtubers with these big audiences come and talk about the game because they're also probably the people who are subscribed to them are the people who are going to play the skate game. So from a marketing right. standpoint, it makes sense. Right. And I think going off of that, um, I think it's safe to say that they know that what they have currently, currently being 2010 Skate 3, is a good thing. And I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I yeah. can't see them deviating too far from the button dynamics and the analog stick dynamics, animations, things like that. It'll how to do certain better. tricks it'll just be elevated to that next level yeah. um something that i'm hoping to see and i would love to hear your thoughts as well but what i'm hoping to see in the new skate game is recreations of famous spots i would love yes. to actually be able to ride hollywood 16 el toro the barcelona wave things like that that are you know just so so grounded in in like the the history of all all sorts of action sports around the world um and to be able to like see those like virtually would be something really special so grand theft auto with a skateboard there you go <laughs> you know exactly be Same able to thing. hit el toro before e it got all screwed even up. better even better yeah. and like i i really hope that the um the like the human avatars are a little bit upgraded yeah. Because they kind of had that weird pedestrian syndrome thing going on where they didn't really have places to be. They were just in the game as props, essentially, that you had yeah. to avoid. Um, I like how there's a little bit of interaction in Skate 3, but we'll see how they change things up and make it maybe a little bit better so they're not dodging into you as well, you're skating by. Yeah, you know? the thing that I didn't like about that is it wasn't really a good way to turn off NPCs. Yeah, other than free play. Yeah. Free play turned off pretty much everything, I think including cars. Yeah. Cars and people were taken out of the picture during free play. Um but I mean, I don't know, I guess I guess the the people in the cars ha bring that sense of atmosphere to it cuz when you're on free play and you're literally all by yourself, it's like apocalyptic. Yeah. When you're it playing is. it's like it's like the world has ended and there's no one. It's dead quiet, you know. Yeah. So that sense of buzz 
is great, and I'd probably rather play the game in that environment, but with it tweaked and improved a bit, yeah. Yeah, like a free world, like Grand Theft Auto. But exactly. Like I guess we're going to keep referencing Dude, Grand Theft Auto. because I mean, Speaking they, of games they, that... They, but I saw a meme the other day, and it said what I grew up on, and it said Grand Theft Auto Five, and it's like, what these kids these days are growing up on, and it's still Grand Theft Auto Again, 5. it's an old game, but it's classic. They and haven't made a new one, though. Exactly. And they, 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 I'm, so, I'm, I'm sure there's one that is in the works. Or they're worried about being canceled. If not being completed and waiting for opportune time to release that's true which is happening a lot in the entertainment world these days there's plenty of projects that are completed and just waiting for a good time to release because of covid yeah they want to earn their money back movie theaters Uh, and exactly and this is interesting i learned this fact the other day that the new james bond movie coming out i think it's called no time to die the one with that billy eilish song right um in it the it 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 should have been released around a year ago at this time and due to that the 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 budget has been increased dramatically since then and now in order for the movie to profit it would need to gross about 900 million dollars at the box office which is wow very unlikely especially given the current state of things wow the marketing alone has hiked it up millions hundreds of millions of dollars so i mean the movie's going to earn back some money but because of the kind of shit hand it's been dealt with covid it's it's still going to be a flop pretty much no matter what yeah wow yeah. i didn't even hardly think about that yeah and i'm sure the same can be said for many other movies but 900 million dollars man is that a that's high. That's that's a reach. Yeah, that totally is a reach. Um, jeez. Well, Sam, mm-hmm. speaking of this time of year and everyone going to college, yeah, I think it's appropriate to give some like tips to like starting college. Oh, okay, yeah, or just I'm kind sure. of moving out on your own if you're not. I'm going sure to many of the viewers may be kind of in that transitional period between you know junior senior year of high school and freshman, and a couple years later into college. Um, my biggest tip to you is if you have even a shred of a doubt of what you want to do, you consider taking a gap year. And that seems like something that someone would say that's like, I don't know if I want to go to school. Oh, I took a gap year and I knew I was getting back to school. I had that in my head the entire time. I was like, I'm going to be motivated when I complete this gap year to jump back into school. And I utilized the gap year as a bit of a breath, a little, you know, a little break that was much needed after K through 12 and no breaks in between. Not that I necessarily needed it, but it was nice to get out into the world and see some things, gain a significant chunk of independence that I hadn't had before living in a small town. Um, so I would highly encourage you, if you have not like, kind of put your foot down on what you want to do post-high uh, school, consider that gap year and you will be much better off for it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I wish I would have done um, is take a gap year. Mm-hmm. I didn't mostly because I was really ready to get into school and I didn't really know what else to do and I didn't have any money to travel. So with me being the older sibling in my situation, I kind of pave the way and give tips to my sister. But what I tell her a lot is like, she's trying to chase her music dreams, um, which is, which is really good. And I think she should do that. And I think that college, unless you need a degree is kind of a scam. Oh, yeah. Like, it totally and, is. Unless you, like, 
your degree is like you want to be a doctor or you want to be an engineer or you want to be something that you know you want to be that and you need the degree to get the job. Exactly. But if you don't really know what you want to do and you end up going to school for business management like I am, at the end of the day, yes, it's nice to have the degree. Don't rely on your degree to achieve the occupation that you think you're going to have. Well, yeah, but if if you want to kind of do your own thing, do it. Yeah. Like try it. Yeah. You can always go back to school. School yeah. always be there. School is going to be in in kind of your 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 rear view mirror. Um and I think something adding on to what Trevor just mentioned, like what I tell people is you like school your 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 degree is essentially credibility for like a 9 to 5 or a a a a job pre-career in my opinion. Unless it's a warranted um uh, like 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 a warranted uh, degree field, like like the medical field, for example, going to medical school and earning that that badge, or for lack of a better word, yeah. um, to actually get into that field, school is absolutely necessary, and that makes perfect sense. You, there's no way you're gonna do that without going into medical school because it's like required. But for something like the entertainment industry, like kind of what your sister's doing, yeah. with music. It's you don't kind need of, a degree. It, you don't need a degree. You're not. You're not going to show your your you know your resume and say, oh, I got a four year bachelor's uh, in, in music from this institution in songwriting. Exactly, <coughs> <And> Belmont. <laughs> and they're and they're going to say, oh, that's great. Uh, that that is all we needed to know to make sure that you are going to make us money. Here's a manager. You know, like they're not going to do that. And the way that you achieve that is building your personal portfolio. On your own time, it's like a side hustle for those sorts of yeah. You need approaches. your reel. You need your reel. You exactly. need your your demo. Yeah. Um, it's very important to have a demo, no matter what. If you're going into entertainment at all, but I think the world has switched so much to like I heard that the top career that pe- kids want to be this d- these days is a YouTuber, that kind of thing. Like, no, you you ha- like s- your high school years is when you like build that up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to do that later and it's one of those things that takes so much of your time yeah um that it's not really feasible to do much else and there's going to be a hard time where you're trying to get that first like 10,000 subscribers or that first 50,000 subscribers or whatever in anything i'm talking tiktok i'm talking instagram i'm talking youtube um it's going to take a little bit of time to build that and that's when it's going to be hard because you're going to have to be juggling some sort of job to actually like live mm-hmm. um and then like you're also going to have to be spending every moment that you're not working on this side hustle. But it's like, guys, don't feel bad about living at home. That's what yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Cause like me in particular, I did not, I did it for a year. Didn't really like it very much, but it saved me a lot of money and gave me a lot of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise. So it's like, if you don't hate your family, it's okay to go and like, crash with them for a couple more years like if, nobody really cares if they're okay with it <laughs> yeah that's what i mean if your parents are, are down for that i think that would be a like a but don't feel bad worthy, about it yeah don't carry like a tremendous amount of guilt especially Expe- if you work while you're living with them yeah and don't you bum. make it clear to them that you're trying to get and it's, you're not really even in a hole anyway you're trying to kind of have your big break i guess if we're talking metaphorically like well you can have a little bit more help financially exactly while you're chasing something or, or less stress i guess if that's the way because i wouldn't have it. started this podcast in the first place if i wouldn't have been at my parents house yeah that was yeah. for some other reasons because i had like a studio and stuff yeah. and the equipment but mm-hmm. this has given me a lot of opportunities in the last four months or whatever since i've had this podcast so just 
do it, guys. If you're thinking about something yeah. and you're like, I need to do that, just do it. Just wake up tomorrow morning and start. Like, there is no better way to learn something than to just try it for yourself. Don't try to get this fabricated education of searching up YouTube videos and copying people all the time and trying to find the shortcuts and the loopholes to every little bit of information you you can scrounge up. You literally have to just execute it. There's you know? no shortcuts. There's only hard work. Exactly. It's really exactly. what it comes down yeah. to. Don't like, find the loopholes. They're 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 snakes instead of ladders. You know, you're going to be going down instead of up. Yeah, and I think that there's. It's weird being in our generation with this too, because um, I feel like past generations, a lot of it's like they they live to work. So they're like they're like they want to work. They're like, oh, we'll work, 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 and then travel when we're retired. Mm -hmm. But we're seeing all of our grandparents and our parents they're working, they're either not going to see retirement or they're not in the position to travel when they hit retirement. Financially. Either yeah. financially or physically. Yeah. Because like yeah. they just can't do the things that they right. used to be able to do. Body, they aren't equipped for that. Yeah. So guys, just travel now. Just yeah. like freaking take those, sleep in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Like do what, I, like work enough to pay for what you want to do. Yeah. And just have fun because like the memories that you make and like you're 16 to like 25 are going to be like your most cherished memories yeah. so try to jam pack that area yeah. full of experiences and things to do and just like having fun with your friends absolutely take risks too yeah don't be afraid to fail i mean i don't think that f i think failure is so misconstrued people think that they're when they fail they let people down i would rather like, say if I had, like, a son or daughter, I'd rather them try and fail than, like, be a coward and play it safe and think conservative and be okay with that 9 to 5, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd help someone out financially if they shot for the moon on something crazy that they were really passionate about and it was exciting and yeah. they didn't quite get it than someone that's just, like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just... Be, I'll just be okay yeah. and, and, and not go that route. So, I think that lots of kids these days, it's like, how do we manage like screen time? How That's, do you, how do you manage screen time? I mean, now I've kind of put the, put together, un unless some sort of event that warrants, warrants like a, an altered sleep schedule to happen, yeah. I've kind of aligned my sleep schedule pretty well, which, is, which yeah. is nice. And I'm getting back on that. I woke up nice and early this morning um, when, the, when the plumber came by and got kind of back on track with that. Um, but now I don't usually go to bed any later than midnight, and then I don't wake up any later than about 8. So yeah. I think that's going to continue through school because I think I have a few 8 a.m. classes this semester anyway. Nice. So that helps a lot to manage screen time for me, um, as well as something that I did. Um, I m both Trevor and myself, obviously Trevor has Outlook and I have Gas Station. That was like another distraction for me because I followed a ludicrous amount of people on that page as well. So I was spending double the time on another social media plat like another social media profile yeah. scrolling the feed of things that I'd already seen and things that I didn't need to see again. Yeah. And then now I've not only made it look more professional by having a limited number of people that I follow, in my opinion, I yeah. I just think that it looks better if there's a few less 
people that you're following yeah. instead of the thousands that many, even corporate companies have, which I find very surprising. Yeah. Um, and now that account is pretty much strictly business and it may be humorous and satirical and kind of, you know, out of the box, over the top business, but it's still business and it's not, it's, it's something that I f spend far less time on. Um, so that's a, a way that I've managed screen time. Yeah. Um, well, like it's it's different for you because your passion is a lot of the time like movies and stuff. Yeah. So like that that's different because yeah. like if you're just wasting time on TikTok, then that's literally just time wasted. But if you're like doing it to like learn something or like because you you really enjoy it, that's completely different. Right. In my eyes. Exactly. It, it's all about like these these companies, these these TikToks, these Twitter, these face Facebook, all of them. They're just there. Their entire job is to capture you as a viewer and make you stay on their platform. Yeah. So they're doing everything they can and have lots of psychological research, lots of like, like brain people, like brain people, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I don't know, oh. psychologists. But basically they're there just telling these companies the best way to retain people's attention. Mm -hmm. So the way that TikTok just has those short videos that you just scroll up, all of a sudden, an hour's gone. It's because a, it's, a, you, it's you're subconsciously you like, oh, I'll just watch the next one. I'll it's a quick cognitive one. thing that you don't think twice about. Yeah, it's like dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Exactly, dopamine. exactly. And then they they're also calibrated to the point where they have like algorithms that study what you frequently watch and observe and kind of flock to. Your attention is is caught by. Yeah. And they give you more of that. Yeah. They study that and they say this person likes. This subject, this subject, and this subject. So we're gonna. So we're gonna keep. That. We're gonna keep spoon feeding that, and there's, then we give into it, and that leads to time wasted. There's a couple problems with that, in my eyes. Mm -hmm. One of them is I don't. I'm not gonna. First off, I'm not gonna say TikTok's bad. I'm not gonna tell you that not to go on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. I think they're good. I think you just need to be aware of what they're doing to your brain, because mm -hmm. that's a big part of it. Um, and you can stop a lot of it just being aware and being like, oh, so this is. This is why I keep doing this. But another one of the big problems is it keeps feeding you the same things that you like. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting, I think that's a big problem on like Facebook with older people, because if you like Joe Biden, say, it's just going to feed you more stuff mm -hmm. about Joe Biden being good yeah. or say Trump, same thing. It's just going to feed you more things about, it's not going to feed you the opposite opinion. Yeah. It's just going to keep upping your opinion, mm -hmm. which you know what that builds? Cults. Yeah. So I think yeah. that that's a big problem yeah. with why we're so divided division, right now. Division, division, and it and it's also like think about every uh, going off of that point how it feeds you things that you are familiar with yeah. and that you that you enjoy viewing, like that sort of thing is an issue because it's almost like the the media version of comfort food. It is. It's unhealthy, but and it's like an addiction. But we can't shake it because you got to have that fix, you know. Yeah. And I think that's just something that people haven't really figured out yet. I kind of have that, and I mean, I'm sure everyone, everyone, including Trevor and myself, suffer from that in some capacity. Um, but yeah, just like n knowing that you're, you're like that when we, when there's an awkward social situation. Yeah. What's your first inkling? Looking I'll just at go on your my phone. phone, so I don't have to look at other people. Yeah, because you're like, oh, you look at your phone to pretend like this you have other so friends. This is the socially acceptable <laughs> thing to do. 
And for that reason, you're Put it down. You're, you're comforted and you're not you don't feel as awkward and you don't learn anything from other people in an actual face-to-face manner like you probably feel embarrassed to not be doing at that moment in time. I just say. think about yeah. how uncomfortable you get if you leave your phone at home. Yeah. Like yeah. anybody that's listening you're, to this, you're I constantly know. Constantly like, oh, what? Where? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like Where's my escape? <laughs> exactly. It's you're so like Think about that as literally anything else. Yeah. Like if you were that addicted to having something all the time. Think about that heart sinking feeling you have when it's not in your pocket. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, it's on my nightstand 20 feet away. And you still... What else? Like that's... that. If that isn't dependence, I don't know what is. Yeah. What like... There's no substance that's that bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... Like, geez. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like technology's new new-ish to us um there's been some research done but i think that video games can be a lot more addicting than most of the drugs that people have problems with like i'm just gonna say that like it does the same things it it brings it it's an escape it brings up your dopamine levels Mm -hmm. um artificially so like it's like people who have a video game addiction it is like a real addiction like it's not people are like oh like it's not a big i can put it down no no well (laughs) the people who play but people who don't play who are just like diagnosing it or whatever or like parents or whatever they're Mm -hmm. like yeah it's it's like unhealthy but you can understand like when you start seeing their habits how addicting it is like Mm -hmm. these games especially like i don't know people spend so many so much time on the internet go outside yeah go outside guys experience like, go go walk around people outside. That is another thing about yeah. college i'm yeah. just gonna say it yeah two things get out of your dorm room if you're in a dorm get out of your dorm room go talk to people yeah don't don't plug in your xbox and start playing fortnite because and you will never leave you'll never have friends you'll st- stop going to class and not want to be at college and then you'll drop out i'm just telling you i've had friends that did the same thing go to all the social events that they offer mm-hmm. make some friends get your friend group go outside plan things that's how you're going to be happy at college don't yeah. get out of your room please and please. don't necessarily only go to large social gatherings you don't need to just rely on a party to be happening every weekend and force yourself to get drunk to talk to people like that's not the way it works you can go to the library it, it if can you work that way to. sometimes though. it can <laughs> it can any hand you're dealt may offer you like a really great friend go to the you, you don't have to drink at the party though don't yeah. go to the party yeah. Don't feel like it's you have better to if you're not drunk. Some sort of social classification with these hold, people. Hold a drink, yep. and drink one drink the whole night. Yeah, yep. you're chilling. There you go. You're good. Exactly. Don't don't. From me, don't be the drunkest one at the party. And from experience, like go to the library and talk to people because in a in an environment like that, you may be working, but a lot of the people in there are just kind of like taking a breather. And I know that I'm doing that too. So let's put it this way. Like if a girl came up to me or even like a guy that thought that maybe he noticed what I was reading or something like that. And he said that he, he wanted to let me know that he had read that book before as well. And I, I'm thinking like, this is great. I'm so glad someone wants to come up and engage in conversation with me out of something that we both relate to. Like yeah. if, a, if a girl came up to me and just said that she was interested for no reason, I'd be like, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. And I'm sure they would feel the same way. So don't second guess yourself when it comes to a situation like that. The, the biggest thing that helped me when I freshman year, um, 
I just I knew that everybody there was in basically the same spot I was. Yep. They are. They yeah. are. Sometimes people come with like more friends from their hometown and more people that they know, but they're all there trying to make new friends. Mm-hmm. So just start like talking to people, ask for people's Snapchats, mm-hmm. plan events, go get ice cream with people. It's just like everyone wants to meet new people. So just like be that person who organizes it and don't be afraid to invite yourself to things yeah. because that's the biggest thing in college. Yep. People aren't probably going to just invite you to things, especially yeah. if they don't know you that well. You usually have to be, they'll be like, oh, we're going to do this. And you're like, hey, can I come? And if they say no, just be like, all right, chill. Yeah. But like, don't like expect people to invite you to things because mm-hmm. they probably won't. And a lot of the time- You got to ask sometimes. They probably, no, but some, some of the time they don't ask you if you want to come because they just expect you to be there. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And that's like just the way it works with college. People are like, we're, we're boys now. Yeah. See you there, right? Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of the way it goes down. And that's great. That's cool. Like that's a very inclusive environment. And I think that's really nice that Trevor and I are able to experience that here at Fort Lewis. Like Fort Lewis is awesome. Like the campus is great. Everyone is extremely hyped on one another. And there's a real sense of community here, which is really nice. So yeah, get out of, get out of your box. And by box, I mean that prison cell of a bedroom that you've got on campus <laughs> if you're at one if you're not if you're not at a dorm and say you've transferred like me it's a little bit harder to meet people but just go, yes. to, the, go to the places that it can be yeah that you want to be at and kind of try to go to any events that you see happening luckily enough the people that i moved in with sam and uh kieran and cooper and all them they've been really nice and uh inviting me to things so there's been a quite a few things that i've been a part of and made some friends that way but you just really have to like put yourself out there yeah because it's really easy not to exactly it's easy not to it's comfortable it's comfortable and then you're like yeah it's comfortable but yeah seek that discomfort it's seek the discomfort and it's literally like getting into a really hot hot tub at first you're kind of weary to actually even get in and it's burning and you don't want to go any further. Yeah. But once you settle in, it feels really nice. So we encourage you if you're into that college, college age. Or really any age. I don't re- care. Really any age. Yeah. But it's college in particular. If you move into a new place, it kind of applies. extremely opportunistic for you to meet people that yeah. could be connected to you for the rest of your life, which is great. So yeah, I know yeah. college friends are the best friends. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, college is fun. Take advantage of all the experiences you can have because it's going to be the best time of your life. And you, yeah, screw you, up a few times. You're going to screw up. Utilize college as like a social learning experience and like a, like a, a, a self identification experience. Yeah. As philosophical as that may sound, um, don't just look at it as I got to get this piece of paper. You know, that's not what it is. In fact, that's probably the furthest thing in my motivation to actually get this degree. That's the here. last thing that's, I'm paying that's, for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're paying for the experiences, not the grades. Yeah, so, you can you can go to National American University for dirt cheap and yeah. get get a piece of paper. Yeah. But yeah. What's the point in that? Exactly. Exactly. So Connections are everything, man. Mm-hmm. Connections are Connections everything. are I can't believe no one else, like not many other people. I, I've I've only met a small amount of people that actually understand what I'm saying when I'm like I got a lot of connections. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, what what are your like grades like? And like that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. So nobody asks you after college. Yeah. Nobody asks you what's your GPA. Imagine in hearing at like any age, even above like twenty three. Yeah. What's your college GPA? 
no one gets asked that. It's no. what are your qualifications you for this job? Yeah. Do you have a degree? What How are your many... qualifications? What is your work experience in the field? How do you work in teams? Things like that. Like, and they don't even like that stuff isn't even at the forefront of school. We didn't learn any of that like 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 social intelligence concepts at all until like now. Yeah. In in high school, what there were there weren't finance classes at all. No. Anything like that, learning how to there bank. There still aren't. There still aren't. You have to seek them out in school, which is fucking ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, like, you have to not only do you have to seek them out, but sometimes they just don't offer them and you just have to learn on your own. Exactly. And and again, sometimes that's the best route, but they should still have that in school and not be teaching algebra 1, geometry and algebra 2 as the three main prerequisites in goddamn high school. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's stupid. It is, it's it is awful. Stupid. I I do not enjoy the fact that high school like it's they got the priorities wrong. Looking back There's now, there's so many problems about fr- school, dude. Oh um, my gosh, don't get me especially started. Especially American education. Like looking yeah. back, looking back now, I am so frustrated that I didn't learn a damn thing about finance in high school. I, what a wasted opportunity. What? There weren't any classes offered for. It. I couldn't take anything. I that... learned. I learned calculus. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to never use that right, in real life. Right, exactly. God. <laughs> Not to mention it caused so much strain on my brain because in my high school days, our teacher was the homework king. Like, oh, busy Every work. night, busy work, Fuck that. tons of pages from the textbook. Like, it was a lot. So. Okay, let me, let me talk to, uh, there's definitely some people out there. Why? Why do you give kids that much homework? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Let them, let them prove that they know the concepts by doing a couple problems. You need to like, like, yeah, busy work doesn't teach anybody anything. What does all it does is, add? All it does is teach you how to find it on the internet and cheat. Yeah, or <laughs> or uh, if, if they want to argue the route of discipline, go right ahead. I think you're probably going to get trounced if you think that's kind of the main reason for doing it. Yeah. Quantity means essentially nothing in something that you either have to get perfectly right you didn't do it right at all well they they just don't teach right early and then they try to make up for it later yeah and it makes you really stressed out like like why don't you just solve the problem at the origin why don't you you just teach the right things to littler kids and start kids in school yeah make preschool mandated preschool should be mandated because in psychology because your your learning curve as a mere infant is so significant to the rest of your your childhood and then into your adult life. Like, yeah. people really overlook that. Even, like, one to two-year-olds. Yeah. That's so insanely significant. Yeah. Um, and people people tend to just kind of pass that off. Like, oh, it's a little senseless baby, you know? They like, they're yeah, familiarizing they themselves with the environment, and um, we need to facilitate that better, in my opinion. Um, also, something that I think should be introduced in schools is like specialist programs for kids that show at least a bit of interest in a specific field. I know it may not be the smartest idea to encourage kids to know what they want to do by the time they're 13 or whatever, but if there's some kid that's really interested in songwriting, for example, they could take a music credit that includes techniques in writing songs rather than just a choir or just a band just something broad but i don't think that you should push it as like there's a path for this i stop using that exactly i don't uh, yeah if you're interested in something and it sounds fun 
take that class exactly. and they'll probably continue to take those classes but don't be like don't be pressured to think that that's going to be like you have the to take line those classes taking. for yeah, yeah for the next 10 years yeah. <laughs> like no dude exactly. kids change their mind every week Exa like, exactly exactly just give them like teach but them give them know. an opportunity to dabble and not only get crumbs of this broad concept so yeah yeah yeah, no. I, wow, I we're getting all subject. we're getting all philosophical on us. I just really, I just really, it's kind really of frustrating. Hate. I was talk talking to one of my teachers the other day, um, at my work. Not the other day, but like a month ago or so. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she teaches middle school math. She was talking about how they just basically photo math everything now, so it's mm -hmm. like pointless to give out homework. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but you shouldn't be teaching kids how to like do math really like you should but there is not going to be a moment in the in the future where you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket yeah. i think n multiplication tables addition tables division tables um and subtraction tables should all be taught m by memory that but, yeah like yeah. The basic ones get up to 12 yeah, you after shouldn't have that, to look that up you shouldn't have to look that's yeah. kind of ridiculous if you had to look that up yeah no but it's like we shouldn't have to teach everybody advanced math. Exactly. I yeah. don't understand. Like, cause people are like, well then who's going to actually know how to do the math? And I'm like, people that like math, people that, <laughs> people that are passionate about yeah. it and want to learn more. About I know it. plenty of math majors who just love math and exactly. those people will continue to do math. Exactly. But shout not, out Will. Yeah. Shout out Will. <laughs> but everybody does not need to know how to do a quadratic. And, um, <laughs> calculus and all that kind of stuff yeah. like simple algebra yeah find the x that you're gonna need anything yeah. that you'll actually like use yeah. i understand yeah. but there's a lot of these subjects that just like don't matter mm -hmm. i think that we should spend more time talking teaching english and teaching reading and writing and even if we could communications in general more sp i would love if spanish was introduced earlier in every school earlier too early yeah, yeah exactly early so that like because it's become we're, we're such a global society and we're all talking to each other from around the world. We should have a few languages. In America, we're the only we're the only motherfuckers that don't aren't bilingual yeah, that don't know exactly. more than one language. And think about this, right? Like, think about how cool it would be as like a social construction if the school system, w like, w made it so that like American um, education was inherently going to be bilingual in some form like yeah. if 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 when when you're when you first learn english i don't know what three four years old right yeah. around that time period if you slowly start dabbling in other things but not kind of overshadowing english because obviously english is like the main language like the primary language the business in. language exactly in in america sure that should take precedent but you know, if, if you have that to kind of like coincide with another language, the learning curve will be significantly easier and they'll, they'll have a much firmer of an understanding of it. And that would be such a great resource. Like I took three years of Spanish and I'm still pretty incompetent at it. Like yeah. I, I can oh, yeah. formulate very basic conversational Spanish and yeah. I took three whole years of it. Well, and like it just because it didn't work because it was at the wrong time with the wrong resources and it just it just wasn't wasn't the right thing to do well, at the time. It, it's one of those things. It's like language is not every one language is the same. And like even outside of communication, there are concepts in different languages 
that we don't have in English. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd have a better human experience if, because like there are things that we can't say in English or in other languages, like Vietnamese is one of those. Um, they don't have like a past tense or something like that. So like they can't like, they can't say like, I, I wish I would have done that. Yeah. Basically. So they're so way like happier in, that way. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, yeah. If you had more languages under your belt, I think you would understand deeper emotions and deeper yeah. feelings and you would like the human experience would just be better for you because there's other concepts in different languages. It's totally. Not to mention English is dry as a bone and sounds terrible when spoken in my opinion. I think it's yeah. not the most beautiful language out there. Oh, by like, no means. Think about the words that we have. The word thought. Not yeah. Like female thought, oh my like gosh. thought. Yeah. And think, yeah, think about that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not but what I was thinking about, exactly. but now I am. So. Thought, thought, T H O U G H T. Who spells shit like that? <laughs> like, there is it, the UK, go, get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> go figure. English is the hardest damn language to learn. I feel embarrassed for us, and I feel a lot of sympathy for people that really desperately want to learn English and struggle to because it. I can imagine how fucking hard it is and frustrating it can Dude, be. Dude, you want to talk about something that really grinds my gears? The mm -hmm. fact that the U.S. isn't in metric system yet. Oh, Dude. my God, and why? The, and the fact that fucking cursive was dropped in second grade after they yeah. told us it was so important. Yeah. God, like, We're make up so your mind school system. Dude. Think about the people that are running this country, not from, a, not, not from even a political standpoint, just from, like, a social ideological standpoint. Like, yeah. The, the the things that are deemed necessary and the things that are deemed insignificant, the margin is fucking needle point thin. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Here's us Shit. fucking venting on Outlook Industries. <laughs> Bro, this is what I wanted. But like <laughs> let's talk about like Maybe some Why are stuff. we not in metric system? It's done okay. in tens, <laughs> not in some guy's feet. I don't understand why yeah. the standard system exists. Not to mention who has twelve inch feet. The king. <laughs> Whoever the king is. Shaq. Hail Shaq. <laughs> yeah, no, no crap. But, uh, They're like, I feet this much. And no, then how I much agree. is a mile? Well, it's that far. How many feet is that? I don't know. Not, some not random mention, ass number. Dude, think about how think about how inferior it's it sounds to say, Yeah, it's about ten miles instead of oh, it's about Sixteen kilometers. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like that just sounds great, I think. I think temperature is the best example. Water freezes at zero and melts at 100. Or not melts, but boils at 100. None of this 32 head ass. None of this <laughs> random numbers, dude. Yeah. What What is... Zero degrees Fahrenheit has no significance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's other zero. Than it, it's other it's than, cold. Other than being below zero after yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just a flex. Like, yeah, no, that, I can't think of anything else, you know? I mean, yeah, no, that, that, is, that is ludicrous. Wow. Yeah, freezes at America, zero, like, boils at a hundred. Wake up, people! You know, like that makes so much more sense. And like a kilometer is a hundred, hundred meters, thousand meters, thousand meters. Yeah, thousand meters, thousand meters. And it just makes sense. And they're all based on the milli, all those like little acronyms in front. So it's like mm -hmm. it makes so much more sense. Metric measurements, <sighs> like. Okay, I have I have another little thing to add when okay, we're talking about language, and then we can kind of let's let's end on that. Let's end, end on that. End on yeah, that? let's end on that. Okay, okay. Something that I've desperately wanted to learn for a good couple months now, 
after seeing it more and more in entertainment. And, like, the thing about representation, in my opinion, like, if it's something that pushes an agenda, it's not necessary. But if it's something that actually instills, like, comfort and understanding and, like, 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 like a sense of fulfillment for a specific group of people that may not have that outlet to relate to in entertainment, it's this specific language and it's sign language. And I think sign language is fucking fascinating yeah. because people can communicate through literal physical signals. Like, that's pretty amazing. And here, here I am being all stereotypical and pretending that I'm doing it now. But, like, seeing not only people at, like, speeches and things translating in that for the people that need it to understand what these prominent figures are saying, but, like, there's characters now in plenty of pop culture and films, TV, all that sorts of stuff that are, like, deaf or mute and use sign language, and it just looks awesome. I just think yeah. it'd be a fascinating thing to learn. And to just know how to do that, man, that'd be cool. Like, I know those people have so much stuff to say, and obviously it may not be, like, verbal verbal speaking, Yeah. but they have so many things to bring into the conversation, even, like, the, the silent ones, and they have the most to say. I just think that's pretty fascinating. I would just love to hear your thoughts on that, maybe. Yeah, that's... It's, sign language is one of those things that's, like... It's so necessary. And Braille. I really like Braille, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just all of that more like physical language. It's Expression like, almost. It's like yeah. a record is physical music. Yeah. Sign language is a physical communication method that's just so much. It's very, it's very pretty. Yeah. It's very pretty. I do, I do enjoy watching people sign. I, I don't understand it. And like I have but... never seen... In, in in like it's it's it, it's no longer viewed as like a disability. No, you know? yeah. It's just like you speaking, and I'll I'll bring up like a, a reference actually to a TV show that I like called uh, The Walking Dead, which actually one of the posters is up there. One of the characters is deaf and mute in the show, and every other character is written in opposition to this character when they have a conversation, and they're. They, they appreciate their willingness to try to communicate, and so does the person actually, like, doing the sign language. And then, and then the people that know how to speak regularly and are kind of a little bit pushed, pushed aside in terms of the knowledge of sign language still try their best to understand and learn, and that makes the likability of the characters so much better, and I think that can be attributed to society. Like, the likability of someone that I meet, like, being able to do sign language, I know that that's a likable person because they're wanting to relate to more people by nature. Yes. Yep. So. Well, it's, yeah, it's just people taking the time to want to. Exactly. They want to include this person in their conversation. And it's clear that that's like a gesture rather than something that they view as, you know, an inconvenience. So I just think that's pretty beautiful. I'm really quite bummed that Fort Lewis doesn't have an ASL course. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Which is I didn't know that. Sad, but... Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things that you could probably learn through... And that, that is one of those too. things that may just be a... Do it! Type well, deal. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice... I think that's one of those things but that it'd be nice right to way. have somebody that yeah. knows how to sign. Exactly. Yeah. That, you may, that, that may not be a YouTube tutorial route. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All <laughs> um, right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Sam, wow, for that doing was, this That me. was a... 
They just keep getting better and better. They we got to do. do we got to do more that, of these. With I, Trevor Sam's Anderson, like, "What know? are we going to talk about?" And I was like, "Well, we're going to we'll, sit down and start talking." And, and boy, did some topics come up right yeah, there. Yeah, for so, sure. That was uh, great. Thank you guys for listening. I'll definitely have more of these coming out. And yeah, big things in the future for sure. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, night, whatever time it is for you. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.